Petey, Petey, oh, Petey, Petey can you come back, Petey? <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to the Spinner Rack. I'm here with the boys, Petey and Kyle. They were that wonderful, controversial movie, Wonder Woman 84. We're going to give a brief review and then we're going to come, we're going to go into the controversy. So, hey, say what's up, guys. What up? Ready to rock. And it's pronounced controversy. It's pronounced controversy in America. I don't know where you're coming from, though. But Contra controversy. <laughs> so the controversy. So first, we're going to talk about the review. Generally, um, I'm going to pass this on to my boy, Cal. Give me a heads up on the review. Give us a little something, a little snapshot of what, what this movie was about. And, um, and then we'll go on from there. Well, this is the sequel. Uh after like thinking over a little bit, there are some things inherent in this film that are counterproductive, but that's not the fault of Patty Jenkins or Gal Gadot or anybody who was working on this because this is still a precursor to all of the other films that happened like Justice League, Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. So in a Wonder Woman 1984, like that opening sequence where she has to knock out all the cameras because she's still supposed to be operating in secret somehow, which is dumb. It just no way you could expect that to really, uh, that really hold water at this point. But aside of those type of things, this is the sophomore effort into the Wonder Woman franchise and it works very well. It's a departure from the first film in terms of being more action oriented. This is more a romance, but the storyline is strong. The acting turns that we see from Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, um, what is his name? Is it Pedro Pascal? Pedro Pascal. Yeah. There we go. Pedro Pascal. You know, Pedro they all turn in Kristen Wiig. Everybody turns in good acting performances. It's a solid film. Okay. It is, I mean, the reaction it's getting from people, I guess this is just the year where people overreact because people are locked up in the houses and they're like, what? I thought I was going to be able to, you know, I thought I was going to be breaking out like champagne and stuff after this was over. This isn't what I, this isn't what I wanted. But besides all of that, this is a very strong sophomore effort at the end of the day. I thought this was a much stronger effort than the first one, which I thought was mediocre. The character of Wonder Woman is very much on display here. And again, I think it's a very big testament to how a lot of people really don't know this character. And when given the character, you know, as she is, you know, it, it sparks a little bit of a reaction, especially if you came into the movie theater expecting one thing or demanding something that wasn't necessarily was going to happen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kyle. Appreciate that. But P, do you want anything to add on that? Um, do you want to go into, uh, want me to go into more of a summary of it? No, that, or... I mean, not into the controversy yet. That'll be the latter part of it. I'm not saying the, that's not the, I'm saying the movie. The movie... Anything particular you like that? Um... Oh, what I like. Um, ultimately, uh, ultimately, I like that it was just a you know a simple, straightforward story. A story where Wonder Woman was challenged in a way with these the wishes in the story. That's really what I liked. And then as it unfolded, it visually allowed me to see Wonder Woman struggle with this thing that we were like saying, "Wait a second, As a fan, you're like. She, she can do this, she can do that, and say, and say hey, and then he says what happened, like, oh, I'm, I'm being too cynical, this is a part of the story, and it's like, this is, like, the, her being challenged was very interesting, especially walking in D.C., and, and um, Steve has to, you know, obviously, Steve Trevor is also a character that she basically saves throughout 
it, his entire history where she just come, he's like a, you know, like he's the hero in distress, like type of deal. And um, he's actually, in this story, he, she, you know, he has to, she has to lean on him. And that's what I really like to having this, this thing where she doesn't want to lose this person. And she um, actually needs him at this point because she's, because of this, this wish. So that's the, that main point of their characterization is really strong. I really like them. I mean, I like them, Maxwell Lord, because he was just, it just sort of like he, he didn't do what I was expecting. I thought that he would have this sort of artifact and he'd be using this artifact and then you see dark side and all that other stuff. And it didn't do what I was expecting. He came up with an angle, which no one ever does with the lamp. Like usually when you have the, the magic lamp, you say, you just keep <laughs> doing it. And that trade-off was interesting that he was now at this point, now trading off wishes and he figured a way to make it bigger than what we, the little bit of history that they set up in the movie where she was like, oh, this destroys the civilization. Like his plan was way, well, a whole lot bigger. And it was very interesting that it wouldn't be just locally, it would be globally. And you saw it initially when they went he went overseas and you see those changes and there's almost a defense at the end. And then ultimately, I was thinking about it last night, the end is similar to how George Perez kind of ended his first arc with Aries, where she used the lasso to make him see the truth. And in this one, he, she uses the lasso to make um, the world see the truth. And ultimately, when the world reacts, then of course, um, Maxwell Lord then has, you know, has some reason to go back and to try to find his son. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff for me and a lot of story in there. A lot of stuff I would say, only say that the, I think we talked with Cal before, before, and I think people have had issue with the flying and I would be, I, I think they didn't do that great a job with it. So it wasn't a big wow, like the invisible plane because the invisible plane point was fun because you saw it in the little, hmm? We're gonna get into controversy afterwards. No, no, there's not a controversy. I'm just saying like, I'm saying as a viewer, like as a viewer saying that not paying off, but I'm saying like the invisible plane where it was like, oh, okay, this is a gag. This right here is a gag because there's no radar. And it's like, oh, sweat. <laughs> she's gonna think of what would they do to hide um, the mascara they're gonna use for, the for her when she's in flight. So she could be basically on any, on any plane. So that was fun. So there we go. Well, thanks, Seth. I mean, I like the movie too. I think, um, I think it's a solid beat. I think that um, it was enjoyable. It gave you what you want, you know, and um, we're going to be talking about some of the controversies or issues that, 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 that we found or in the movie later on. Um, the guys will be giving us a quick yay or nay, and I'll give you a synopsis of that um, after our, from our discussion. Um, but in this movie, yes, I love the characterization. I like the fact that Steve Trevor and um, Wonder Woman definitely, their, their, their relationship was pretty interesting. And the very fact that the whole beginning of the movie sets up the, the fact that she is, you know, she wants to win. She wants to have what she wants to have. And you learn that you have to sometimes have responsibilities. You know, um, from when she's a child, we see that, that whole episode when she, that, that's an absolutely great scene going down. And, you know, it, it helped, at least for me, when I thought they were going to do this, so I was like, wow, this, they've been pushing this portion on the commercial all the time. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm not sure who makes these commercials, whether the director has any input or whether it's marketing, or they just choose the best shot as opposed to try to give us some of the story. I'm always um, a little, not 100% sure how that goes. 
but it kind of deceived me in a bit because I thought it was going to be these guys going to be into it a little bit more than I thought they ended up being in the end. But uh, I definitely liked um, Cheetah. She, I liked how she, I liked the character, the actress who played her. Um, mm-hmm. And Maxwell Law was pretty good. He was decent, you know. Um, but those are some of the strong points of the show overall. And uh, of course, the visuals, the visuals, the fighting in the um, in the in the mall. Um, the, the, the use of the lasso to lasso the, uh, the, the lightning, you know, those are some of the strong points for me because those visuals were strong. The fight with Cheetah and Wonder Woman, you know, was, was decent. It wasn't bad. You know, I, I thought it could have been a, a little different, but I expected it to be a little different, but it worked out. It's, it wasn't, it wasn't um, what I expected. So, gentlemen, now in terms of some of the questions uh, that you have regarding the film, what do well, you think? Before you before you go there, I just want to say that the DC fight when they're fighting in the the white fighting in somewhere either the White House or Congress or something like that. Great fight. That fight I like. The other one was a little dark, and they always go to the comic book thing where we are gonna we're gonna hide everything in the darkness. But that fight where she's tossing Wonder Woman around and Wonder Woman can't use her stuff. Like that sort of point where we we've got it. We understand that she kind of with this wish is kind of you know made her totally. What's her name is Wonder Woman now, and Wonder Woman is <laughs> is um, struggling and getting tossed around. So we're finally getting a scene where we get to see the the villain matched up, and for our own reasons, nothing that Wonder Woman did. So sorry. So back to the controversy. No, but before that, let's say, so what are you, what were the elements that you got that didn't work as well for you guys? Um, I'm going to start back up with Cal. You know, give me your one or two things and uh, we'll move on from there. The only thing that didn't jab with me was the flying. That was it. I just thought they did a lot of stuff to make her more dynamic with the use of lasso work, uh, you know, bullets and bracelets, you know, the fighting. And then once she flies, it's kind of like, well, that it lessens that dynamism, you know, because you don't end with seeing her. What's the end shot? We see her flying. Okay, we don't see her, you know, lasso work or doing something else that might be more like akin to Wonder Woman. We see her flying, and that supplants a lot of the stuff. At least for me, that supplants a lot of the stuff that they take. They took a lot of time and care uh, to develop in terms of showcasing. Got it. I mean, but I think one of the things with the with the flying, I remember her saying that she wanted, or her, but not necessarily her, but from what I've heard from other things, that she wanted to incorporate many of the, um, and probably she said this earlier, many of the um, um, Superman movie points, you know, the way that he was doing that, 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 that weird run at one point in the film, um, to the flying, to her, um, and the relationship, somewhat looked like the, the relationship with Jay Trevor. Do you agree or disagree with some of that? that she wanted to do it or that she yeah, did it? That she incorporated, yeah. I mean, she incorporated a lot more than that from Superman. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a couple of things, but I'm just saying, do you agree? You could expand upon it if you need to. I mean, yeah, pretty, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, that whole sequence, well, you remember the sequence with her flying with Steve Trevor and the Invisible Jet? Yes. I mean, that Superman and Lois Lane flying in the movie, that first flight that they take together. so. He incorporated a bunch of stuff from the Donner film, uh, made it her own, if you will, for this one. As to, you know, I wanted to do that whole sequence with Wonder Woman going and flying and having that same sensation. It's different. We expect it from Superman. With Wonder Woman, this was like, hey, I got a new power that comes out of nowhere. And by the way, it really does supplant a lot of the other stuff that you can see me do. Because once I can fly, I really don't need to do a whole bunch of this other stuff. So did she 
incorporating it, sure. How well it works, that's going to remain to be seen. What about you? What are your take? Um, I would say the issue that I have with the flying is that um, Gal Gadot is not Christopher Reeve. Like the idea is that like the idea he the way he moves is way Superman like he brought a lot to the wire work right so that's the power of what they did and this having all the effects no thought to say look at how how Christopher Reeves moves right that sort of thing so that's one of the things that I more had issue with with the flying but ultimately. I see the pulls from Superman and Superman 2 more, more symbolic, right? Because the whole idea of like Superman 2, he's kind of, he gives up his power to have this relationship. And of course, you know, now he's, you know, it's like there's no chance where, you know, like where this one was more of going to a challenge where this is her, a want she had and just unconsciously giving this sort of thing up. So that's sort of the one thing. And then the, what was it? That was the other part that was similar to it. There's something else in there that I was thinking about with Superman too. But main, mainly that that was one of them. Was which was, but that's more symbolic. Like I would say, like you say, you compare like Rocky Three to Pinocchio, like having sort of a symbolism, not saying a like basically saying, hey, this is our framework. Our framework is that sort of thing. So that's one of the things I would say. The flying, that would be like having that moment of them being together. I didn't think of that. That's just pretty cool to have that. But I think of a more symbolism of saying, hey, it's not the same scene, but the magic of it, of them, you know, like having what I think what uh, I think so one of these books where, you know, doing something that's even more powerful than having like a sex scene with here. Like this is how, like I think Frank Miller described, says superheroes don't have sex on screen. They have like Lois and, and Superman flying in the air. Like that, this is something magical, like something very visual. So I think that's what, like, it was, that was another powerful thing for me. Were we talking about what I did, you want me to add what I didn't like, what else I didn't like? Well, there was this, that. <laughs> So, I mean, ultimately, I think, I, I guess I, I jumped the gun in saying some of the stuff that I, that I was, um, but I guess, yeah, like the, how she flowed was kind of off. I think the cheetah fight was a little too dark for me, you know, and that ended kind of, hey, we're just gonna do this lightning thing. And, um, but I think though, that would be my, my, major, my major thing is that the second fight could have been a little, little better that sort of thing, a little more fun. Because the other one, the other fight they had in the in the official build, whatever building that was they were in, was a lot more fun than the, the later fight, so. Yeah, but she looked awesome in that gold armor, man. No, I wasn't, I'm not big on that armor. I'm not big on that. So, I mean, one of the elements here that um, is the depowered um, Wonder Woman, you know? Um, yes. Peter had gotten um, her power and that was the only way they were trying to explain in, in the movie that, you know, how do you have Cheetah fight uh, Wonder Woman head to head? You know, um, I guess depending on what depiction of Cheetah you're having, the different versions where she is, um, she's able to hold her own with, with Wonder Woman and others, it's just that she's just faster or whatever. Um, but here it seemed that the only way, um, one of the wishes that um, the character um, had, the Cheetah character had was that she wanted to be like Wonder Woman. So she didn't realize how powerful, how strong, how, um, 
how she would be able to get. And she didn't realize Wonder Woman was a superhero, basically. And she was very, uh, very happy about that. You know, I mean, who wouldn't? You find out, hey, I want to be like somebody else. And boom, you got the power. You can do what you want to do. And she, um, she liked using that power. She was, she became, she became sexier. She dressed um, because she wanted to be like Wonder Woman. She got sexier. She dressed better. People were attracted to her, whatever she said, you know. But when she realized who Wonder Woman was, um, then she had another wish. And that was another problem I had that, you know, it seemed everybody only had one wish, but yet she was able to get a second wish where she was able to become a, a, an apex predator, whereby um, she changed into the cheetah. And so that was, that was one of the big problems I had in, in, in the film. Like, wait a second, that's not everybody only had one wish, I thought that was a rule. Because if that's the case, why didn't everybody else ask for more than one thing? You know, I mean, no, everybody there, would want there more. Wasn't a, there wasn't a rule of one wish. It wasn't a rule. I don't know. I thought it said like that. So why did Maxwell Smart? Why did Maxwell Lord? Why did Maxwell? He, he was just saying. That. Like, he was I, just saying I, that you get one, and that was. He was just saying you get one, and that was it. And he decided he re upped but he re upped the cheetah for some reason. Yeah, so I don't know. She probably yeah, she felt like he said he said when they were on the what they on the plane where he says I'm feeling generous something like that right he yeah. said, and he offered her something else so okay. it's like maybe it they may, maybe it is something that they sort of threw in but at the same time I would you know I mean that's uh, yeah I mean you could say feeling the thematic saying throughout the movie maybe it was just one but it's like if he was kind of talk to, you know, like the dialogue, get past the scene. Hey, I'm feeling kind of generous. What do you want to do? So if that's the case, that's that's a good point. I probably missed that one. Um, the next issue that I had, probably the biggest, is that it's, I don't really like this whole superhero genres that when- You don't like superhero genre? Okay, I, I can accept that. When they have a huge um, world or universal cataclysm that, you know, in the old days, they seem to just reset. We have to bring everything back to where it was. Now it's like, you know, all this stuff has happened and it stays happening. The world has been fighting, um, people have died. Doesn't matter, we're not going back, we're not resetting the time, we're going forward. You know, um, this is just part of how things are. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really like that. You know, like he gets away, it seems as though he doesn't have any consequences for the actions that he had. He, he gives up the power and he, you know, goes to his son and that's it. And I'm like, yo, what? Well, you do get a reset. You just get a soft reset. Yeah, yeah. You get a soft reset. Go back to the beginning, because look, you had people fighting and dying in, in the Middle East and over that big wall. You had people fighting and dying. I think that should be a complete reset. There's not, a, there's not enough time to go. That's one of the trouble. At one point, we got to remember this is fiction. And there's just not enough time to go through and reset everything. And then audiences have also decided, where, 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 we're adults now, and we don't want to see, we want to see the ramifications of what happened. Yeah, there we and, go, and, that's And it. there's just no way to do that. This is a wish, it's fiction, wishes yeah. don't happen. So you take back your wish, you have to think, okay, you took back everything else that construed from this wish. And then, you know, you're like, okay, what about the people who didn't take back the wishes, okay, you're still going to have some residual damage over here. So you're going to get a soft reset in terms of people taking back wishes. And then you'll see like a little bit of detritus and that'll be the end of it. But the whole idea, oh, we got to get Maxwell Lord. We got to put him on trial. I was like, what are we putting him on? What are we going to put him on trial for? What are we going to put him on trial for? Hey, you gave people wishes. That's not illegal. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> inter that's interesting. I, I didn't even think of that. Hmm? The cause, the cause, cause and effect. You know, you don't have to necessarily value the wish. 
because you did because you gave people these wishes they they caused bodily harm they did assault they did murder so oh, you're thinking like an attorney now or, or a united states attorney where you could sue a ham sandwich you can't sue you can't put somebody on trial because they gave you a wish and you decided to actualize it you can't so the intention, people, the intention he wanted to destroy cause chaos because no, that, the, yes. the problem with superhero films is a lot of people don't understand that to a large extent superhero films are didactic their morality plays at the end of the day and we vicariously get to live through the hero or the heroine wonder woman reminds us why it is the truth is so important because when she decides I'm not gonna be truthful about the situation with Steve, I'm gonna live in my own reality when it comes to Steve, it affects her because she's supposed to be this emblem, this symbol of truth. She can no longer be that at the end of the day. Same thing with the cheetah, but usually it's the, it's the, it's the hero, the heroine who comes out and shows us, look, this is why we have to adhere to this because if not, these are the things that happen. The hero comes out and reminds us, this is why we need to adhere to these principles, why they're important, and what happens when we don't adhere to them. That's primarily most superhero stories at the end of the day, even if it doesn't necessarily pound you over the head, you know, if it's subtly done, that's still a lot of the superhero story. But, you know, if people go in and all they, well, I just want the action, you know, yes. I just want to see the fighting. And yeah, I want that the it wasn't that I didn't want a, a act three fight scene like you did in the last movie. I just wanted a bigger and better one. <laughs> that's what I really wanted. You know, when you try to do something a little bit higher level, no, that's not what I came here for. I didn't want Shakespeare. I didn't want some really, I didn't want something different that's actually talking about morality. No, what are you talking about? Thank I didn't you, pay 1999 for this for that. Thank you, Kyle. Learn something? No. I think we get what you're doing. No, no, why are you cutting them off? Let them think, <laughs> let them keep going. It's, it's good. This is all makes uh, it also reminded me the it also reminded me of my other bit of like in Superman 2, where the villains decide that Superman's weakness are the humans. And at this point, the humans are affecting everything, right? But what you know, symbolic is that Wonder Woman is able to use the truth. And then they revert it, so it's like it's another interesting part where it's kind of it's different. It's not the same thing where the you know like the what's the name was just taking out humans and blowing up stuff, and they were all running scared and this that and the other. The humans are very much involved in this one, and they're the cause of a lot of it. Using um, obviously Maxwell Lord, but then Wonder Woman was able to talk and channel the, to them for them to make the decision. I thought that was very powerful, especially with the world going to, to going to hell right on hell on earth literally through this this uh this um artifact through them through the maxwell lord and they were able to revert it and i don't i mean it's 84. we've seen what the president is the president is sim the president is similar like all right we saw batman versus superman so everything went back to normal everything is good sorry for cutting you off cal what you were saying before i don't remember yeah all right well i mean i'm glad you guys agree with me Oh my gosh! That, um, the, just the, get to the controversy. We got, we got through this. We, you know, superhero we, movies just aren't for Mars. Mars is the guy who's been writing to Mar to Marvel Comics for the last five, six years. When are you going to make a Doctor Doom solo feature? <laughs> when is it the villain's turn? Yeah. Simple question. But the Black Adam is coming out, so hey, probably there is some redemption there. Who knows? So listen, the controversies. Quite a few have come up. Some are complete garbage. Some most are complete some, garbage. Some may have some um, um, little taste of the truth, but I'm going to talk to the guys. So let's bring it down. Remember what we said before? You're going to be asked 
is it a controversy, yay or nay? And I will give a brief synopsis of it, okay? So, controversy number one, the one that's- Nay. Hey. Oh, sorry, it was too soon, sorry, too soon. <laughs> and you wonder why we're at war, huh? Okay. <laughs> that was a gag. The number one that a lot of people are bringing up is um, there's no action in this film, you know? Is that legitimate? Yay or nay? Nay. Nay, it is not. The other thing is like, as much as as much as much people go at, um, and I've gone at um, Superman Returns, I didn't mind that there wasn't a fight in there. That wasn't my issue. The scene and pick up the behold the plane was cool. Him picking up the kryptonite thing against his kryptonite. That the, the, the airplane, the space shuttle rescue in Superman Returns is the best action sequence of all the Superman films. It's the best one. Who the only thing is they just would have liked some more of it. That's the yeah. best one. So you can't say there wasn't action in it. It's it's a romance. And romances don't delve into a heavy amount of action. Does is there still action? Yes. Is it beach? If you want, yeah. if you want post pounding action and destruction, Man of Steel was your movie. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much what yes. Hey, remember, we're supposed to just do a yay and nay, and I'll give a synopsis of what we. Yeah, said. whatever. Okay. So a big, a big nay for me on the action. I like the amount of action, and I like the amount of story that was in there. I don't know if you guys understand that nay and yay are just one word; they're not sentences, paragraphs, or soliloquies. Okay. So just getting back to, to summarize for us, yes, yay, there was a big issue with the action. There was not enough action. So that's what we agree on. We did number not two. agree on that. Wait, number what? Not, we did number not agree two. on those. Agree, agree on that. Or nay. Did Wonder Woman commit rape? Okay. Controversy, yay or nay? P, yay Excuse or me? Nay. What? I'm going to say, I don't need, that's not even a valid question. <laughs> Next. So I'll set it up. Steve Trevor. No, I said you said I am. You don't need to set it up. No, it's not. No yeah. chance of it. No repeating it. No trying to nail Cal. it in there. Hammer it in. Yay or nay? It's nay. Cal, what's your take on that? No, it's not valid. So, in summary, it seems even. No summary. No, we're not giving, we're not humoring this at all. We're not humoring this at all. All right, controversy number three. There was no <laughs> fight in the third act. There was no fight between the big bad and the third act. Wasn't there? No, there wasn't. She fought the cheetah. There we go. Talking about Maxwell Lord. She didn't fight Maxwell Lord. She threw no. a laugh around his waist and said, hey, you know, I got the truth. Okay, all right. Here's the problem. If I got to fight, if I got to fight somebody, in the third act, okay, I'm fighting somebody, and this is the big bad. If the big bad is the conventional big bad, and I can fight them hand to hand, and so on and so forth, that's cool. If I'm fighting somebody with godlike powers, okay, what am I, you know? And the only way I can defeat them is to do what she did. And yeah, I took out the big bad. But you know, what am I supposed to do? If God decides, hey, let's fight, I'm supposed to throw a right cross and expect I'm going to knock out God? No, you know, you got to go about it differently. So that was that. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, it would have been like making her in the first movie, the God killer. So you had this big, annoying blow up fight so she could kill him was, whereas they could have done the, they could have done what Perez, they seemingly did what Perez did in his first arc in this movie 
when we got all that nonsense. And maybe the audience would, I don't know. That doesn't, it, I don't need that another fight between them because we got the fight with Cheetah and Wonder Woman. And this one was a character like your, like your, um, like any of the stories of like even Spider-Man where Spider-Man and his big enemy is J. Jonah Jameson. But in the, was it the final chapter? No, there was, there was one before that. But in that story, he's the one that's winning against Spider-Man. And Spider-Man can't hit him, but he start, comes back. And that Spider-Man coming back is the loss that um, J. Jonah Jameson has to deal with. And that's one of the things where you don't have a fight between the two adversaries, but you have something powerful happen. And I think this visually, her connecting with the people, the people of the world with the truth, which is the reverse of what Perez did. Instead of talking to Aries, this time she's talking to the people to make them change. And I think that's more powerful in my opinion. Yes, no, you, you see your question was, was there no fight at the big fight at the end? No, there's no fight between her and, um, and uh, Max O'Lord. Cause I think someone had brought up the, I think when, when we talked Mars, you brought up uh, breaking Maxwell Lord's neck and some other thing in, um, in the comic book, which that's so much way late in their history. When Maxwell Lord was a good guy for a while, or like a, a CD type of guy for years, but at the same time, and had like someone also, I guess mind control him at one point. So um, I don't think, I think that uh, I'm fine with it, that there wasn't. Um, a big fight between those two. Kyle, are you with that? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So in summary, uh, to summarize what you just said, yeah, there was a problem, but there was no big fight. You know? I can't. Um, Every, yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? Okay. Because because we couldn't talk about the controversy over whether <laughs> the, the sex was consensual. <laughs> Next one. Was the a controversy that many people believe this film was not a true successor to what uh, this film was not what they expected. They thought it would follow basically Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman. This seemed to have been a very big departure. PD, yeah or nay, do you agree or disagree with that? I don't say it's a big departure. I say it's a Thank different you. film. No, uh, no, I'm not gonna just do that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's different, yes, but you don't expect it to be the same movie. It's not even in the same time period. Cal, can you please um, illuminate him? I think we lost. Illuminates what? He's right. <laughs> no, it's a different. It's look. It's the same character, different films. Like, oh, uh, did you ever read Godzilla in Hell? No, I didn't read Godzilla in Hell. Okay, that's a that's a great story, and it's with Godzilla, and he actually goes to hell. Okay, <laughs> actually goes to the seven levels of hell. Now. If I'm reading Godzilla in Hell, do I expect to see King Ghidorah show up and I'm going to have the traditional fight? No. Okay. Obviously, Godzilla in Hell is going to probably have some layers to it that the other stories wouldn't have. But that doesn't mean it's not an enjoyable story. And it also doesn't mean that every story has to be like that after that story comes out. You can do different things with this character. This story actually tacks a lot closer and a lot harder to the foundation of what Wonder Woman is supposed to be about at the end of the day, what she was created for. When Wonder Woman comes out, it was supposed to be, look, she's supposed to be an alternative to the, the macho, violent world of the male superheroes. She was supposed to be talking about a different way of accomplishing things. And that's what she does in this film. It's very much in line with uh, 
story that Petey's talking about with her talking down Aries because you can't defeat the god of war in a fight. You know, you just make the dude stronger at the end of the day. So you have to be clever about it. You have to be wise about it at the end of the day. So here, we got two different films with the same character. That's, you know, people just have to be able to look at it that way. Hold on a second. Petey, you believe that madness too? Yes, I'm in total agreement. All right, so I guess we will I'll summarize that and say yes, that was a big problem in the uh, book. Um, that there was no, um, it didn't follow what people were expecting. So people went into the movie theaters thinking that that they were going to get a, a a very similar film to the last film. And that's what we agree on, right, guys? No. Hey, going. Were there any other controversies you guys wish to um, bring up? Yes, I want to do one controversy. No, I want to go to one sort of thing that people are trying to say that um, people need to apologize to Brie Larson and Captain Marvel because right. they're saying that, that that's a female superhero movie done right and this one's done wrong. And I would say that's total and utter BS. That was That is Marvel's soft, not even, there's no merit to it. There's nothing there. Just besides, there's not, nothing good in that movie. There's nothing we can go back and say, oh, that was done right. Or if you like, no, it was a soft, terrible movie. No good. And it borrowed, it didn't, it didn't symbolize it took, that movie took from other movies. It even had Sam Jackson, who was in the movie that they took from. So get out of here with that. Whoever's talking that nonsense, I can pull it up. It's not cool. It's not good. It's not a good movie. And the third act was trash. You want to go there? They ruined Captain Marvel also. You know Agreed. we have our resumes in with, with Marvel, right? Well, you want to join with some of that trash? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we didn't we talk about, I mean, like, ultimately, it's, I don't know. Let's talk about the other controversy is the comparison of where this lies in the DC filmmaking, saying that people saying this is their worst movie. And ultimately, Green Lantern isn't their worst movie. They have the big ones that people still like because there's a growing love of Man of Steel. Like, there are more people coming out. And I'm saying people cheered in the theater I was in at the end of Man of Steel. And the person I was, it was like a friend of mine who's in the comic books and another guy who's not really in the comic books who saw Man of Steel. And I felt like I need to apologize to the non-comic reader about Man of Steel. So it's like people putting up and saying that Man of Steel, which is in my mind, just poor filmmaking. That's what I'm saying. It's not a well done film. The story is not that good either, but the movie just looks and it's just annoying. So this those up because I'm just taking a look at some of the Rotten Tomato scores. So um, oh Rotten Tomato score for Wonder Woman actually is pretty high. It's in the 70s right now, right? Um, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it up right now. I'll just play it. See if I can put it up on the. Um, you probably can't. You gave me the power. Thank you. Spare us with the Rotten Tomatoes nonsense. <laughs> he brought it oh, up. No, wait, 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 w
Cal, say what you said. Say what you said. You said about Rotten to why people go to Rotten Tomatoes and cinema. So they can score. slam the movie. That's dumb. It is. Look, nobody you. cares about Cinema Score or Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> if you like the movie. If you hate the movie, that's what you go. To, you go there for. You look at these numbers. It's terrible. Look at it. It's not fresh. This isn't rated fresh. I'm gonna go. So you have two co components of the Rotten Tomato score: the critics, and you have the audience score. So the critics gave it a 61. percent You know. But which is a tomato, but an audience score, they gave it a 73% so far. So basically a lot of people, that's a solid B. But then we started talking about the madness, you start bringing up other stuff now. And you start saying, um, Man of Steel. Man of Steel got, uh, it's at right now. And, I, and, and it's hard because it was different with the tomato scores, but Man of Steel got, is also in the 70s for some odd reason, 75%. I don't know when that happened, when it started going up in terms of audience score, in terms of the critics, it was 56%, so which is not, it's a splatter, basically. Yeah, that, it's too late for all of that, okay? Superman Returns came out, had good critic, had, you know, good criticism, and it had a good rating from the fans, and it never got a sequel. So I don't see why the fact that Man of Steel is tick, of course Man of Steel is going to tick up eventually if you got nothing else over there in the pocket, and most of these guys are Henry Cable fans. They're not a fan of that movie. They want to see us, they want to see another film with Henry Cable in it. Well, that, I mean, that movie was from start to finish, uh, can I say that? Yeah, I can. The worst Superman film ever made. With they didn't even want to call him Superman in the movie. That thing was so tone deaf. It was so myopic at the end of the day, and it remains so. Can despite you the fact that people have decided to double down on the flaws of that film, like somehow it was something great. The ninja, the people who are now saying this film is good, are the same people saying, "Give us the Snyder cut." <laughs> we oh we walked into that one. We do we really do we really want to take these people? We really want to take their perspective of something good and run with it? These are the same people. You saw the Snyder cut. Did you see Justice League? That was the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut is just going to be more <laughs> of what you saw there at the end of the day. Good yeah. grief. So here it is. Whether you want the the, the audience score for this uh, Superman Returns is 61%, which is lower, and this is like a half a million people, or half a million people responded to the, to, to the survey or whatever, as opposed to the Superman Returns which has over um, half a million people, and it's at 73%. So, but this is not a Superman review. This is a whole nother conversation. Um, but I just want to- It's not a Superman review. It's not a Superman review, but it, I mean, you have to go with what the audiences felt at the time that they saw the film, not 10, 15 years later. 10 or 15 years later, a great film can be hit for so many reasons over time that people are like, oh yeah, it really was rubbish and so on and so forth. What did you feel in the moment that you saw it? Okay. But then we okay. also when I saw Return of the Jedi as a kid, I loved it. As an adult, I'm kind of like, man, did I really enjoy this? You know, I'm looking at it that, but that's not, the, that's not the point. I didn't see it when I was an adult. I saw it when I was a kid and I have to go by, and I have to go by that. As an adult, it's something totally different and it, it was made at that particular time, particular audience. But Wonder Woman has a 73% score if we want to just go with that currently. I think that you're right. So some of the some of the controversies are, are overwrought. But others, you know, I think there are legitimate points that people have, have made on, on some of that. And I, that's why I said my score for this movie, if I had to score it, would be like a B. Okay. It's missing certain elements that I hoped and, and, and wish that were in there. Um, but you know, wishing is this movie is about wishes, but it didn't happen. 
you know, and I think they could have made the movie better and an enjoyment for a lot of people, much uh, a better experience. You know, I also understand why you guys have said some 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 of these weird things you guys talked about, whether it didn't matter whether there was a, a battle between the main character and the and the main villain in the third act. You know, it's a different way of taking it. If she would have done the same thing, I think people would have said, hey, you know, uh, the Mayan guy would have showed up and, and started fighting. Say, hey, isn't this the same thing with Aries that we did in the first film? Very possible. You know? That's what you said. That I think that we you talked about that before, of wanting a mind, the mind, actual mind god to come. Yeah, I did want the mind god. That's, what, I mean, that, that's what. All right, that's your angry. Like they set up that this is a mind thing, and um, getting that mind god to blow up. Like in Blade, remember in Blade, we got the blood god. Remember that amazing. It was not wasn't amazing. Blade is a good movie. The blood god is kind of like eh. But they needed a big explosion, so they gave you the blood god. Yes, they did. They did. Um, but overall, gentlemen, continue with all this. What is your final take on the movie? What's your take on and uh, you know, what do you think about it? Let's yeah, A minus. The only thing I thought they should have done, they should have given out diapers to people, you know, <laughs> so they could go and you know be and be the babies that they are, you know, and, and then after they're done with that. You know, maybe they could come back and actually look at the film and evaluate it based on what was there. Okay, it, it's a, um, I don't, it's it's again, it's tough because when the first film came out, I wasn't this strong an advocate for it. I thought it was a mediocre film. I thought it was, to a large extent, I felt it was very much a paint by the numbers film. I thought Chris Pine was the best thing in the film. You know, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I had said about the first film. It, but, and I still believe this to this day that that film came out. And a lot of people felt that it, you know, the audience loved it. And if I decided to be critical of it, oh, you're a sexist, or you're, you're you know, you're against the first Wonder Woman film. I'm going to get pillory. And so I thought a lot of people took a soft step with critics. I thought they took a soft step with the film, and they weren't as actual as they needed to be with it. Now, this is what they're doing with this film, and this is a stronger film than this is a stronger film than the uh, than the 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 effort that they made. With the first, with the first one. What do you and, think about the? You think that's bad to say he's talking about madness he's chatting? No, I don't. I mean, I didn't. I when I was t when we talked about the first Wonder Woman movie, I'm saying there there were issues with the movie. I but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't like. We keep talking about Aries. I didn't really like any of that stuff because I thought that was poor filmmaking. Right? They did set up that she's the god killer. I didn't necessarily need. Um, her to be the daughter of Zeus to give her this extra power. I like that she had this other power that we didn't, that she hasn't had in the comic book. It was a fun visual thing that was in. That's the best part of Batman versus Superman. So I didn't really need it to be a Zeus thing. I think that's one of her other gifts that they gave her, which was cool. And if you want to use Neil, what's it, um, was it Neil deGrasse Tyson? He talked about one of his things at Comic-Con of the speed and what's the name? So if you don't want it to be a power, it could be her speed or something like that. But he was talking about something else about the speed, I think. But um, ultimately, this one, I did, I'm saying I did um, enjoy it. I did, um, it wasn't it's like a start to finish, like just a basic art. It was just a simple movie, a simple setup that's set up from when you get to the mall and her arc is set up from the beginning that sort of it, her taking this, you know, her kind of doing something that's kind of off and not, and her, this was her challenge. So I like, 
I like the fact that the heroes are challenged. I'm not, um, as a kid, you struggle with, I mean, even as watching like, um, what's that thing? Like the electric company, where like Spider-Man fights the can crusher and Spider-Man gets beat and he's knocked out on the floor and the can crusher is this bawdy villain by the electric company and he walks away and I was just like as a kid in total shock. But that's what comics sort of give you. That's what the Batman movies kind of give you where Batman's all wrapped up and seeing them have to challenge to get out of it. And now most of the time we look at it and say, all right, do what Captain Marvel did, beat everyone, every scene, just beat up everybody, each scene you see them in. And oh, I have a tough fight, but I ultimately won. And I don't think that's, I don't think that was, I don't think that's what people have an issue with. I think people need uh, saying they need the, what's that, what's that thing? End game, having action, like every 10 minutes, that sort of thing. I don't think the solo movies are always going to have that. You can't always sort of rely on trying. You got to try to have a story, in my opinion. And I think they tried that. I think it kind of, it kind of, kind of sad to see that the audiences are kind of this strict and being this, this, um, this critical of what they got when it's like, you know, I don't think action is where you can kind of start then you know, complaining about story. Because the story was very, you know, very simple. She's there, she's struggling, and you can see it as you're going on. And you're like, uh, we don't want Steve Trevor to go, right? That's and ultimately when you're watching, you're like, oh, I get it. I don't want him to go either. So that's that's what negates one of the other controversies is that we are, you know, we're not her, but we can understand if you something that you've lost and it's been like 40 years, you don't want to another man's huh? body. She took advantage of another man's body. Okay. Yeah. You said it. All right. Dude, it's how can one, it's fiction. Okay. Then two. Mm, mm. <laughs> It's like, we just wanted to make sure that was taken out that everybody understood what happened. She took it. No, down. those no, because they're no, because they're being a bunch of uh you, you can't make arguments for this type of stuff. It's not a logical argument. Are you trying to uh, uh you're trying to put your it, it, it's and it's a petty thing too at the end of the day. Okay, mm -hmm. you're trying to put this particular notion on something that you can't define. You can't you can't define any longer. You're, the whole idea is well, it's somebody else. It's somebody else. This is like an automobile. <laughs> well, yeah, you stole somebody's car, and it's a wish. <laughs> so how do you, you know? How do you get through? How do you get through all of those particular things? It was a woman. Everybody's like, no, you know, this, that, and the other. But like, no, there's too many other. There's too many other factors over here to try to simplify it into something that your self-righteous SJW self thinks that you can come over here and be a warrior about. And, and the way I kind of understand it, wait, we you're, guys, you're saying quantum, no, wait a 2nd you're saying quantum leap where he wakes up and finds himself in bed and in relationships with people that he doesn't know and has to live out that person's life is rape, 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 rapidity rape. That's what you're saying? Seasons of rape. <laughs> We're having a bad connection here. I can't hear you at all. I don't know what's going on. What, are you then what is it? Big, big was statutory rape, right? <laughs> oh my! That, see, there we go. We're running down the rabbit hole of insanity. 
like it was statutory, right? Because even though what he, he's got the body of a man, but he's really a boy inside, right? So how do you rationalize that one? No, you gotta leave that stuff alone. This thing is off the hook. Let's 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 uh, let's cut let's cut it here. Hey, right. Petey, no, Petey told you to leave it alone. Okay, <laughs> he told you to leave it alone. And you couldn't do it, right? You just had to touch the fire. Had to touch it. Well, the, that's the thing. If you're the way the audience is um, is going at it is that this is ultimately she's not she's trying to figure a solve for this thing, and I don't know. It's when we get to that, it just gets nutty, and I can't I, I can't even humor it because it's like it's a movie. It's a setup, and when we have these things where people have been, you know, like the way people are with mind control in, in comics, it's like, oh, mind control, can't can do it, <laughs> that sort of thing. Thank you very much, Thank you very much Petey. I appreciate your, your input there. Okay. You know, so thank you very much. And, you, uh, you, you keep going, I'm gonna. Okay, well, thank you everybody once again for showing up to Spin Rack. You know, thank you for our valued opinions and how we have. No, um, no, you try you mute, you try to mute Cal too. This is what you're doing. I ain't muting nobody, bro. Unmute yourself, Cal. Yeah, you tried to do it twice. Oh my gosh, this is all right. We gotta out this. He's like mad with power. <laughs> he's mad. He's freaking them. He's Look at the background. He's, he's, he's Trump. Trump. He's, he's Trump. Got because coronation in the background. <laughs> The, the people compared um um what's the name what's the name to Trump? It's in Trump in here. That's a country you didn't go to. I don't know what he was saying, but once again, guys, it's Trump in hair only. It's not Trump. He had money. Yes, there's been other billionaires in comic books. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor isn't exactly Trump either. He has no hair. No, I think that's that's a like a slight to Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor is actually competent <laughs> and intelligent. You know, his his plans actually have worked. I stand corrected. <laughs> so, so let me wrap this up for us and give us a brief summary of, of our um of our take. Thank you everybody for showing up for Spinner Act. If you mute me again, I'm coming to your house. Okay, try it again. <laughs> you gotta find me first. Okay? Just end it. End it. We did it. We saw that everybody else is wrong. It's just a movie. It's a simple movie. Either you like it or you don't like it, but sitting around there complaining about this, say what you like. Don't sit around there. I stopped it five minutes in. <laughs> I stopped it 14 minutes in. You didn't like it. It's all right to turn off the TV and move on. Not do a diatribe of how bad it is. Unless it's Man of Steel. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Spin a rack. Ow. Ow. See, I left the Man of Steel one alone so we could close out. <laughs>